Aloha, and welcome to the Murph's Place 808 for the Love of Golf podcast. I am your host, Murph. What is going on, everybody? Another great, lovely, nice day here in Hawaii. Uh, You know, we dealt with some rain the last week or two, and it was nice waking up. It kind of was a little cloudy this morning when I first got up. Uh, The rain held off and uh, had Beach Boys Golf. We'll get into that in just a second. And... uh, We'll also talk about the FIA FIA match. I got some information. I know I didn't have the winner from last week, but I've got that information for you guys. Also, coming from 5,000 miles away, in the studio today, we've got my buddy, longtime friend, and former golf partner in league, Tony Atha. Tony, what's going on, man? How you doing? Aloha. How are you? Aloha. Uh, I'm good. How are you? Excellent. I'm in Hawaii. Uh, you you can't beat it, right? Don't get no better than this. What's the weather like? What was the weather like back in Ohio when you left? Actually, it was about 50, 60, so not terrible for March. Yeah, yeah, because... But, but 80, 85 here is better. Exactly, right? right? It's a lot better to be here in 85, and I've already seen, you've already... So you you came in on uh, Tuesday, right? Last Tuesday. Last correct. Tuesday. Um, did... I, well, I know you've been to the beach because you've sent me pictures every day you've gone <laughs> showing me that you're at the beach while I'm working. Well, that's where I spend most of my time. You know that. Yeah, yeah. I know you're going to be on the beach all the time. Right. So um, so normally when I have guys on the show, we talk about, obviously, it's a, it's a golf podcast. So obviously, we talk about your past experiences in golf and how you got involved in golf. So why don't you tell everybody, how did you get involved playing golf? Uh, honestly, um, I played a lot of softball and then just started playing a little bit here and there. Uh, me and you played leagues together for, geez, long time. And then honestly, I don't play that much anymore since you've left Ohio. I mean, so. So you're not playing very much now. Two or three times a, a summer, really. Really? Yep. Um, so, oh, how about, do you still uh, is Brad Hatting still playing? Yep, Brad still plays. Does he plays. still play golf? He, a little bit, not much. Uh, same thing, you know, with working and just Hawthorne's gone. There's a couple. Yeah, I couldn't believe that, man. Hawthorne. Right. Hawthorne closed up and uh, somebody sent me some pictures and I was it's like, a, holy cow. It's like a golf pasture. Yeah. Or a cow I mean, pasture. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's really. Um, Way overgrown. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it looks terrible. I mean, it looks like a. A field. You know, I'm not going to mention any names, but I had somebody call me and um, ask me if I would be interested or if I knew anybody that would be interested in um, investing Oh wow! and buying that, the golf course, because mm-hmm. she wanted to open it up, oh, open really? it back up as a golf course. Yeah, because Hawthorne has been around forever. Right, and it you was know? just a classic. Yeah, and it was a great course. Yes, and I was just, I was totally shocked that uh, when the doc that bought that course and he bought um, Tamarack, and I think he bought maybe one more, I was just shocked that he remodeled the clubhouse. He, right. I mean, they did all this work to it. And then I thought, why would he be closing it down? That That's a, a staple of Lima right. golf. Exactly. People came from everywhere to play there. Yeah. And it was a good course. Excellent course. That's, that's just crazy. It that's is. just crazy. Very much so. So sad, actually. Yeah. Um, so back to you and your golf. Have you, did you ever take any lessons professionally? Nope. Never once. So you just, did you ever have a handicap other than league handicap? Did you ever have a gin handicap where just only league, just league. And what was your handicap when you were playing? Uh, usually was anywhere from a five to eight. And when, when you first started playing, was that, so your five to eight was after you've been playing a while. Yeah. I mean, I think when I first started, maybe, maybe a ten. Yeah. I mean, never really was much more than that. Um, you know, I think golf is pretty natural sport if you play some softball and your your athletic ability can take you places. Right. Yeah. That's more of. I mean, like me and you argued for a lot of years. Uh, you need to quit softball so you can. Yeah. How many times did I tell you? Well, look at me. I mean, you saw after I started playing golf and I've talked about this on the podcast before, once I started playing golf, I was done. Softball was done. I tried to play that one, that first year, you know, my stepdad, Luke, he, he wanted me to be his partner in league. 
So I said, yeah, I'll do it. It was like on a Thursday night. So I play, as soon as I played, man, I was hooked. But I still wanted to play softball. And after I after I tried to do both of them, it was just like my golf swing is not improving because it's I'm still playing softball. Right, and you've seen it. I mean, you I can shoot for anywhere from 37 to 57. Right, right, right. So, and that's just that consistency of not playing golf. Yeah, yeah. You, you got to put the time in. I've talked about right. that also on the podcast. Right. You know, you got to put the time in and the practice if you want to get good at it. And you can't do it once a week and get good no, at it. Nope. And you, you didn't really get really good until you started doing that. Yeah. Every night. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I played in four leagues. Right. I played Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday in league. And then I played every weekend down in Cincinnati. Right. And so I was playing six days a week minus, you know, Friday nights. I didn't because I, I ran karaoke at the bar. Right. So, and you usually still went out and hit balls somewhere. Oh yeah. Yeah. So you just gotta, you gotta put the time in and you never, I don't think that you were really that serious about it. You, cause you still played softball up to, right. I'm still playing. Oh, you still playing now? Yeah, 50, 50 and over. Upper, yeah. So. I just saw Dion Carter. You remember him? Yeah, I got Dion. He won another ring. Yep. 50, 50 and over. I league. don't know how good their team is. I mean, but obviously they're going places and winning. Yeah. I mean, they were won the world championship again. Right. And I saw uh, Brad Hat or uh, Gary Hattie. Gary Hattie, yes. He posted a picture the other day and yep. of of them playing. Yeah, he turns he turns fifty and they will play with us next year. Yeah, that's crazy, man. I can't believe you guys are still playing. <laughs> but I, it, like I said though, once I start started playing golf, that's all I wanted to do because right. I wanted to get really good at it. Right. So I couldn't do that playing softball. No. And then you moved to Hawaii. And then I moved to Hawaii. And it's just been every day since, right? Every day. Well, just about not not every day, but especially here lately, man, I've been having to work more, so I haven't been able to play. Right. So we play the Murph game Monday, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday at Moana Lua. And we were playing religiously every, I played four nights a week. Now that's the, there. Murph, that's the Murph rules. What you guys think that right. I came up with that. I remember when I came home that first year after being here and I said, Hey, let's play the Murph game. And you guys were all like, Oh, whoa, oh, a game with it? the way you, with your name in it, you made up the rules. Yeah, who was it? Me, you, uh, Rick Kennedy, Rick Kennedy, Luke Wolfert. Yep. Luke Wolf Wolfert. Remember when, uh, Bodine. yeah. Remember when, um, so I beat Rick Kennedy and he didn't have enough cash on him. Paid so you. he paid me with winning Kino tickets. <laughs> Yep. Oh my God, dude. That was so funny. But yeah, I remember you guys gave me a lot of grief saying that I came up with that game with my rules. But you know, that game they think was named after Bob Murphy, the uh, professional golfer. And the reason is because it's a get up, it's up an up and down game. Right. So you have to, if you call Murph, you got to hit it on the green and make the putt to get the point. Just kind of coincidental. Yeah, it's just coincidental. <laughs> so yeah. That was uh, that was really funny. And those guys still every once in a while they'll message me and, and give me oh, some grief br about bring that. Bring some of that up. Yeah, right. yeah. But like, so like I said though, that you were never really, you were never really that serious about it. No. About trying to get like you never played it. You didn't. You didn't play any tournaments, no, did you? Never. Like the city tournament or nope. anything like that. Yeah. Nope, I just caddied for you. Remember? Yeah, you caddied for me that one year. Yeah. Um, year you won it. That's the year I won it. That's right. Yeah. Um, but you, I mean, you just wanted to stick with softball. So, yeah, I mean, golf was fun. I mean, and you know me, I'm competitive, so I don't like not being good. Right. But it's, it's hard to get real good at golf unless you're playing every day. Right. I mean, it, it is. And yeah, you, and you got to have the ability to, to do it every day. Right. I was lucky enough where I could do that. I could play every day after, you know, after I got off work, at least nine holes. Right. And, uh, and then I didn't work that many weekends, so I was able to go down and play tournaments play every tournaments, weekend. Right. So yeah, you gotta you gotta have the time to do it. If you don't have the time to do it, then it's kind of rough to get. It's kind of hard to get better at it. Right. And do you remember what your goal was uh, fifteen years ago? Yeah, I mean, my goal was I wanted to. Um, when I turned fifty, I wanted to try to qualify for the senior tour. Right. And I and I've talked about this also, but you know, you gotta. Um, that was part of the reason. Uh, as to why I moved here too, because I could work on my game every day, and there comes a point when you gotta be realistic about your skill level and what you can do. Can I shoot in the sixties? Yes, 
Can I shoot in the six, 60s four consecutive rounds? No. I can't do that. I've never done that. Right. But, and that's what you have to do in order to uh, make a living or, or win any money on that on the Champions Tour. Those guys are still, even though they're over 50, they're still all shooting under par consistently. And, you know, you, you got to be able to, I've had guys say, oh, you just need to turn pro. You need to turn pro. Well, number one, I don't have the money to, to pay, pay for it myself. And you got to have to get a sponsor to sponsor you. And if you're not making money, your sponsor is not going to sponsor you very often nope. or, or for very long, I should say. It's going to be hard to keep it. Yeah. So, you know, I, that was my goal when I, uh, like you said, about 10 years ago, 15 years ago. And I've kind of changed that goal now. So now my goal is I want to win the qualifier here in Hawaii for the U.S. Senior Open Championship. And if I win the qualifier here, then I get to go play in it. Mm. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. I've come close a uh, couple of times, two times I came close. I got low amateur and I got a silver medal from the USGA. for uh, I shot 76, and the guy that won it, David Ishii, who used to be the pro at Pearl Country Club, and right. he was, he's, I, I've heard stories about him and that he was like the Tiger Woods of the Japan Tour at one time because he was really, really good, and he's still, he's still really good. Right. Um, but he shot 72 and I shot 76. So he ended up going and playing in it. But uh, it was pretty cool. Uh, one of the guys, uh, Al, uh, I think it was Al Souza, one of the Souzas, they won the qualifier here and they went and played in it. He didn't have a great tournament, but what was awesome was he had a hole in one. Oh, wow. In the tournament. Wow. Wouldn't that be cool? Yes. Yeah. And, and so. So that's that I kind of had had to reshape my goal and and so now that's what I want to do is I just want to qualify here and get to go play with those guys whether I play you know good or bad it's neither here or there at least I made it over there and played there that's exactly right but the problem now that I have is if I do make it over there my caddy situation my brother says I, he's caddying my uncle says he's caddying so <laughs> I got to deal with those. I don't, I don't know if that's going to work too good. And you know those two guys, oh, so. exactly. They, you beat one of them, we fighting. <laughs> or both of them. Yeah, right. All right, uh, let's take a short break, and we'll be right back. Okay, welcome back, everybody. Uh, we're here with my buddy, Tony Atha. He flew. Hey, by the way, how's your arms? They're, they must be tired flying all that way from Ohio uh, yeah, to Hawaii. Right? Uh, he's here from uh, Ohio where the weather wasn't terrible but it's a lot better here he's been at the beach every day i haven't got him out on the golf course i tried to get you to come out today oh i, I got my draft and now you're not you didn't even do your draft no, it's you're tomorrow. at the beach it's tomorrow it's tomorrow Listen, see so you could have played today yeah because all you want to do is try to take my money exactly I mean, exactly i'll just give you my money so you know our buddy pat norton is coming out in uh on the, april 12th a couple weeks right yeah a couple weeks and he's already talked smack that he's gonna beat me when he gets here with my clubs because i have a set of clubs that he can use what i didn't tell him is they're a half inch longer so you know he's shorter than he's me he's a little short so. yeah so he may have a little issue swinging those clubs he'll but i'm not gonna tell him he'll be up and be choking up i know right he'll have to choke down on him like he's hitting a punch <laughs> shot or something but um anyhow so when we left off we were talking about you and golf and softball and how you really weren't that serious about it um, do you have any regrets about not playing more or trying to get better at it? Mm, no, not really. I mean, softball was definitely more of a uh, a pleasure for me than yeah. golf. Uh, now, league play was fun. You know, when we played Monday nights at Hawthorne, uh, well, we played Tuesdays. Right. And then we, we played maybe even another night together. Yeah. So those were fun. Uh but softball was still more my passion than, yeah. than golf. You never, you never really uh, caught that golf I never, bug never like I did. That, golf, that bug, right? Well, speaking of catching things, and uh, we were just talking off air a little bit about one of our buddies, Mike Garlock. Rest in peace. Uh, the guy that inspired me um, to be a better golfer and our roommate. At one right. time, we all three lived together. Also, yes. But uh, Mike 
went to uh, LCC, the same high school I went to. He was a lot younger than me, and most of the guys that I hung around with were younger. You're younger than me, I think. Right, like six, seven years. No, not by that much. <laughs> You've hit five zero already because you're playing in the 50 and over league. So nice That's try. That's the only reason you know. Nice try. That's the only reason. <laughs> no. So, but Mike was younger, and uh, what a great guy. One of the best guys I've ever met. And like I said, I fashioned, he pushed me to be a better golfer. And that guy, you talk about a golfer that could play. Well, and we were just talking about this the the day he, uh, where were you guys playing? Was it Hawthorne? We had, it was Monday Night League and he had shot, me and him were part, it was our four person uh, league. Uh, it was me, you, Mike Garlock, and I think Jay Wanamaker maybe. Yeah. Yep. And uh, I know me and Mike played, us, we were together. And he shot, I think, 31 on the front nine at Hawthorne, which was, you know, closest to the record. Yeah. And he wanted to, uh, after we were done, went in the clubhouse, blah, blah, blah. He's like, Tony, come on, let's go see if I can break the record. So we went out and started playing uh, the back nine. And Mike was just on fire. I mean, you've seen him. Oh, that guy is so, he was so good. He yeah. was and putting he was he was a great putter right and so we come into 17 and he smoked a drive and then he was on in two and birdie and then on 18 coming in i know he hit a long drive and i think he had a man he had like maybe 190 coming in 200 coming in and he's like what do you think a seven iron i was like that's Seven iron for you, about a, a, a <laughs> three, three wood, wood three for wood, me. Yeah, three wood <laughs> driver for me. That guy could hit it so far, man. He was and, one of the longest drivers. Yes, and then he hit that seven iron, smoked it right on the green. And I think he eagled that for a 29, and which would have been the course record. Right. But he didn't play from the tips. Yeah, you got to play from and the tips did, to yep. get the course record. So he was pretty upset about that, but... uh still some great golf oh it was just just those two rounds playing with him or you know the first nine and the last nine were just amazing and mike was just a super nice guy oh man i'm telling you i've never met somebody i've never met a better person than right mike garlock i agree i mean um, i remember going remember we all went to the reds game at one year yeah together and then me and him i met him with my son cameron down at uh um the memorial you know, he yep. got us tickets to the memorial we went to. Right. But, yeah, Mike's dearly missed. You know, it's been, it, it, I was just thinking about this, like, August of 2015, the end of August right. of 2015 is when he passed away. Right. And, and and you remember that was the very next year's when they did the uh, uh, memorial tournament, right? Right. Yeah, they started doing the memorial tournament. You know what that is right there, Every right? year. That's one of the bands from the memorial that's tournament. His, that's his first, that's the first band. I still have got it on. Nice. I've got mine somewhere. I don't, yep. I don't wear, I don't have it on, but I, I and uh, my buddy, Chris Cotner, another good friend of Mike's and a fellow golfer friend of ours. Um, we started embroidering the back of our hats yeah, with his nickname Gars, mm -hmm. G-A-R-S. So I have, I have a few hats with Gars on the back of it. Right. And, and sometimes I'll pull that out. And matter of fact, in August, um, I'll be, I'll wear that hat when I go, uh, I'm planning on playing in the World Am uh, Handicap Championship Tournament in Myrtle Beach. So I'll wear that hat, and hopefully, you know, he'll be with me in spirit. and Definitely bring you some luck. I hope. I hope so. Um, right. I mean, because he did when we were on the course playing. Right. You know. Right. And he's just a great guy, man. I miss that guy. And he was just calm. There was just such a calm about him when he played with us. Yeah. He never – I never saw the guy ever get mad or – or slam a club or throw a club or anything like that. He may, you know, say, oh, shit, right. or the F word or whatever. He probably watched me and you too much. He didn't need yeah, to. Yeah, he was like, oh, dude, those guys look like idiots. I'm not. <laughs> they got too expensive. I don't throw clubs anymore because they get too expensive fixing them. Right. I, I just got tired of paying the money to fix my shaft or right. whatever. The last time I did, I threw my Scotty Cameron putter. And I didn't really mean to. I just was throwing it towards the cart. Like, I was, yeah, I was throwing it in anger. But right. And I threw it too hard, and it just, like, helicoptered and hit the upright on the oh. cart and snapped it perfectly right in half. You remember that year I threw my putter at you? They're no. on Hawthorne at 18. 
You threw your putter at me? Yeah, because remember you were talking so much smack because I seven putted. Remember in Lee? Oh, I don't remember that. Oh my gosh. I seven putted from like three feet. Oh my God. The first time I putted, it went like, I think I was the first putt was like 30 feet. I hit it maybe 10 feet and you just like hit it with your purse. <laughs> and then I smoked it way past and went down the hill. Yeah. Cause that green sloped from back yes. to front. Yeah. And I think I seven putted. Oh my God. No, yes. I don't remember you throwing your putter. Yeah, at I, me. I threw my putter. Well, at obviously me. you missed me cause <laughs> you missed, you seven putted. I'm sure you didn't hit me with the putter cause you couldn't make Very it hit, hit a ball with a putt. Uh, there probably was a couple FUs in there too. Oh, I'm sure. I think we was playing with, uh, oh, the one mechanic. Uh, oh, what's his name? Uh, Pat. Oh, Pat. Um, oh, what's Pat's name? His wife Hefley. works. Huh? Hefley. Yeah, Pat Hefley. Yep. I think we were playing with him that, that night. Yeah. He, and that's the first time he played with me. So he's probably like, what is this clown? Yeah, what is up with this guy? <laughs> Jesus. So you're here for two more weeks? Two and a half weeks. Two and a half with three weeks. How do you get three weeks off to come to Hawaii? Uh, That's what I want to know. I'm looking for work. You're looking for work. Yeah, I don't think you're moving to Hawaii. We've had this discussion. <laughs> you would like to move to Hawaii, but I think there's a little something holding you back in Ohio that that's not going to happen. Yeah, it's probably a good possibility. Uh, yeah, well, I'm sure you're going to get out on the golf course because I'm going to. Oh, I'm, we're going to play. Yeah. Do you ski in Philly? Yep. For sure. Okay, well, let's get it lined up and let's get some playing in. All right. Uh, speaking of playing, uh, the FIA FIA tournament, I know I told you guys last week that uh, I wasn't sure who won the belt because of the weather. You know, some of us hadn't been playing and other commitments we weren't able to play. So, But I did find out that the past two weeks, Chris Wright held the, the championship belt for the FIA FIA matches on Sundays. Uh, they did play this past Sunday. However, I wasn't able to play because uh, I had to work, which Tony doesn't know anything about right now because he's not working. <laughs> Obviously, he can spend three weeks in Hawaii. I thought you had a hangover on Sunday. No, no. It wasn't a hangover. Oh. Because uh, I did go into work. I actually did what go into work. did you show up? Noon? No, I went in. I was there by 9.30. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah. I was going to go in at 8.30, but I went in at 9.30. And it wasn't because of hangover. I was just... <laughs> Want to sleep an extra hour. Uh, but anyhow, so the FIA FIA match this week, you haven't met my buddy Joe P yet, Tony, but Joe P shot 68 to oh, wow. to regain the belt. The guy has held the belt forever. I had it, you know, for like maybe three weeks one time. Then he started playing with us. I haven't sniffed the belt yeah, again. Well, I, I came close it. one match. I came close one match. He beat me by two strokes. Um, the guy doesn't shoot over par very often. Oh, wow. He used to be a pro, um, a playing pro too. He went, played on the Asian tour, one of the one of the mini tours over there. And uh, but the guy's just solid. Although he did let me down in the four ball tournament, we were partners in the four ball tournament. He had just shot sixty three at Moana Lua to win the belt, and so we go into the four ball tournament. And I'm thinking, I told him, I go, hey, make sure you take plenty of ibuprofen. Because I'm going to be riding you like a horse <laughs> this tournament. And he played. I've never seen him play that bad. And really? he said the same about me. I played crappy too. But he said, I've never seen you play that bad. I'm like, I know. So, you know, in the four ball, you want to be able to ham and egg it. Right. Like if you do good on a hole and I don't do good, that's okay. That's, it's okay. Because the next hole I may do good and you may not do. You got to ham and egg it. We, yeah, we were. Both egged it. We were shit on a shingle. Neither one of us could do anything right. <laughs> it was horrible. We didn't even make the cut. We missed the cut by one. Oh, my. <laughs> yeah. So, but anyhow, Joe P shot 68 uh, Sunday to, to regain the belt. So, congrats to Joe. Uh, Saturday, the day before that, I had a VGA tournament, Veterans Golfers Association tournament. We played at Olamana. Did you ever play Olamana? The one up uh like when you're heading towards bellows yeah yes that course there on the left yes we did so we played olamana man the greens were i've never seen the greens this bad i mean it was like there was no grass on them there'd be splotches of grass it was ridiculous wow and i'm not using that as an excuse right. but i played the worst round of golf that i've had this year 
and it started put it this way i took one sleeve of brand new balls right and i and i had some other balls in my bag but i took one sleeve and i was like oh, i'm only going to need one sleeve i'm not going to lose three balls and the very first hole i hit my drive i've got 220 it's a par five i've got 220 219 220 to the pin there's a pond a little water pond on the right i hit my three hybrid going pretty good i'm like oh that might get on splash in the water <laughs> so i go up i drop i'm 65 yards go to pitch it up there <laughs> hit it get it too too much under the ground under the hit ball a, a little fat yeah not fat just too much under oh. the ball went under the ball splash in the water my second new ball my third shot dropped another ball splash in the water I ended up taking 11 on the hole. Ow. That kind of set the pace for the day. Oof. Yeah, I was not. I didn't. I didn't. It was funny. One of the guys were like, Murph, what are you laughing about? I go, what else am I going to do? <laughs> right. It can't get much worse. <laughs> it can't get worse. Every drive I hit was left. I bet I lost. No, I'm not kidding. N not in the least. I bet I lost 10 to 12 balls that day. My drives, I'm hitting everything left. Right. And that's, hooking a, them that's left. a tough course anyways to there's some there's some areas that is it's kind of it's placement right yeah you, you got to be able to place it pretty good and then I, a couple of times i just got bad breaks and but i just i couldn't hit the ball mm. i played the worst round i ever played for the last year probably 90 uh 93 ouch yeah so needless to say i didn't win my flight did you have your eyes open you wouldn't think i did <laughs> but i did <laughs> believe me I watched every one of those balls fly OB or get lost. Uh, so it was, it, I don't know. I just wish that, like I said, I, I'm glad I maintained my composure very well. There wasn't any yelling. There wasn't any. Yeah, you weren't even upset when we met you for dinner not, then. Right, right. No, I was good. Yeah. I was good. I just got to let it go. You're going to have those days. Right. That's something else I talked about on the on the podcast that, you know, you can play, like I said, I've shot in the 60s before. I've shot in the 90s before. Everybody has those kinds of days. Right. Um, the thing is, you have to be able to move past that and not let it, you know. Linger on you. Yeah. Eat at you. Right. Like, I didn't think about that 11 the entire day I was playing. After I got done, yeah, definitely I thought about it. I was like stupid you had three balls in the water <laughs> on the first hole par five and that's another thing do you remember when we played i played par fives very good right i would have birdies at least it usually only always and i'm telling you for the last i would say for the last 10 years yeah i'd say about 10 years par fives are my nemesis I'm like bogeying them. I'm double bogeying. I'm like, are you not chipping and putting? Or I, no, I mean it's not that. I don't. I think it's my second shot. Is I'm there's times that like instead of actually going for the green, if I'm it within reach, that I should just lay it up to like you know a hundred yards. But it's hard. Golf is more mental than physical. Like you said, being an athlete, you can swing a golf club if you can. You know, if you played athletics, softball, baseball, right. whatever. So it's more, the game is more mental because you have to be able to make the right choices about what you should do. And, you know, you we, we get up on a hole and, and there's been tournaments that I've said, okay, I'm going to, on this hole, I'm going to hit three wood. On this hole, I'm going to hit three wood. On this hole, I'm going to hit three wood. Well, we get up to the hole and you pull out driver. And then instead of me sticking with my plan, I, I'm going to hit three I know wood. What, I know what Mark Murphy's doing. I pull out driver. Pull out driver. And I shouldn't do that. It gets me in trouble. And I still, <laughs> you'd think I'd learn my lesson after a while, but, but it your, still doesn't. Your second shots were always your best shot. I know, how, right? How many times was your your driver somewhere on a par five and you saved it with your second shot? Yeah, right. I know. I, I don't know what the but deal is always, now. But you were always going for it. Right. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know what my problem is right now with par fives, but it's killing me. It's hurting my scores. It's really hurting my scores. Uh, let's talk about some PGA new, news. You know, they had two tournaments this past weekend. You had the uh, WGC Dell uh, Match Play Championship, right. and then you had the tournament in Punta Cana, Dominican Republic, the Corialis Tournament. 
So in the Dell match play tournament, Billy Horschel won that tournament. Uh, he beat Scotty Scheffler two and one, meaning he was two up with only one hole yep. left to play. For those of you that don't know much about match play and how it, how the scoring works, uh, in the other tournament, how, how in, did you, hey, how did your predictions go on the PGA on that one? Oh, thanks for bringing that up, Tony. Uh, so you know, there, did you fill out a bracket on the PGA.com? No, I did not do. Okay, that. so PGA.com had a bracket where you could fill out your bracket for winning. You know, trying to pick the winner of this thing, and I don't think there was a, any prize or anything like that. It was just something you know for fun that Funsies. you could do. Yeah. So I filled out the bracket, and I thought I had some really good picks, and sort of like the NCAA bracket. <laughs> where Ohio State got beat by Oral Roberts. Right. My number one guy that I picked to win it, Dustin Johnson, got beat by somebody. He didn't make it out of the first round. And he was my he's who I picked for the championship to right. win. Uh, matter of fact, only three of my picks, and two of them were with one guy. <laughs> only three of my picks actually won their matches. So <laughs> my bracket was not very good. Yeah, that percentage is pretty low. Yeah, yeah. The, it was pretty ugly. But uh, anyhow, in the Coriolis uh, tournament in Punta Cana, Joel Dahman won 12 under, shot 12 under, and he won uh, by one stroke over Sam Ryder and Rafael Campos. So that's the PGA news. Something I want to ask you about, Tony, and I've had this discussion with Norty a couple times. You know, Norty and I have this bet about Tiger Woods, um, about if he's going to win another tournament and all that stuff. Right. Okay. Tournament or major? Uh, just I, Mine is a tournament, and Brian's was a tournament and a major or something like that, I think. I can't remember the exact. I know mine is just winning a tournament. Right. Our bet is he has to win a tournament in the next 38 tournaments that he plays in, which now, you know, who knows? Who knows what I just happens. told Norty, just pay my money right now. But, yeah. But I want to talk to you about Tiger Woods and – in this, that situation. But before we do that, let's take a short break and we'll be right back. This podcast is brought to you by Smart Boy Studios, the best studio and artist collective out of Ohio. Smart Boy Studios provides recording, mixing, and mastering services as well as any other audio post production you need. Smart Boy Entertainment artist Corey Gossett is dropping a song every single week this year. Stay up to date by following him on Spotify or Apple Music by searching Corey Gossett or on Instagram or Twitter under at Kid Who Came Back. Friday, March 26th, JV Tree is dropping his sophomore album, Oakwood Hills, featuring C Money Baby, Ten Tempo, Eamon Jones, D Knight, Corey Gossett, and Joey Is Fire. It's the perfect soundtrack to start off the spring. Also on March 26th, Zachary Leon is releasing another short EP of West Coast Influence cruising songs, including another feature from C Money Baby. DeCasso also dropped a song recently titled All Right, If You Need a Pick-Me-Up Today. Head to www.smartboystudios.com to stay up to date on new music, new videos, and any upcoming events. If you'd like to support Smart Boy Studios and their artists, visit threads.smartboystudios.com to check out their merch. They offer hoodies, hats, shirts, and more. All right, welcome back, everybody. Uh, we're sitting here with my buddy Tony Atha, all the way from Ohio, and uh, he's really loving it here, sitting at the beach all day while I'm working, and sending me pictures, rubbing it in my face. It's probably a good thing you don't have an iPhone. We'd be FaceTiming. Yeah, I'm glad I don't have an iPhone. Um, and I'm not going to answer Facebook either, Messenger. <laughs> you trying to call me with video. No, no I didn't thanks. think about that. I forgot about that one. Yeah. But uh, anyhow, so... When we left, uh, when we took a break, we were talking about Tiger Woods. So, what, what what's your take on the Tiger Woods situation? Well, first off, Tiger Woods is definitely my favorite golfer. Um, as of now, well, it's going to be hard for him to come back. Um, Do you think he'll come back? To play in the PGA? Yeah. I think it's just because it's Tiger, he will. He'll try. Um, I don't know if he'll be able to compete. It's it's hard to say how how bad that injury is. Have you have you read anything or have you seen anything about it? Like I mean, he he really screwed it up. I right. mean he's got a rod running through his leg and screws and right. plates, and then his ankle has also got stuff in it. Right. 
Um, so, so it's going to be tough. Yeah. I mean, he's especially for his. Oh man, how old is, is he? Forty eight, forty six. No, I don't think he's that old. Isn't he? Yeah, I think he's like forty three. Okay. Still forty three or forty four. I don't think he's. I don't think he's that old. Right. I could be wrong, but. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know that he will come back. There's he. Look, the guy has nothing to prove. Right. He has nothing to prove. Right. And in my honest opinion, I don't think he'll ever break break Jack's record for majors. He's right now. He's tied with Snead for most wins. Right. Um. Will he break that? He has a better chance of breaking that than breaking Jack's record for sure on majors. Um. But he has nothing to prove. Now, do you think he'll be able to come back and play in the uh, seniors when, once he gets you know, to we that had, age? We had that discussion, too. You know, I don't think that he will. Just because he don't want to? I don't think that he will because I don't think... I think that he... Um, how do I want to say this? I don't want to make it seem like... like I'm not saying that he thinks he's too good for it. But, you know, Phil Mickelson... He went on the senior tour, and he's two and zero. He won the two tournaments he played in. So let me ask you this: Do you think that's encouragement for Tiger to just go there? Uh, and I think somebody like him, right? That's what I'm saying. Before I would say no. Before I was saying no, I didn't think Tiger would do it. My outlook has kind of changed on that now. Right. I think that he may just based on Phil. Here's what's funny though: Did you notice? Did like when Phil plays on the Champions Tour, he played good. But when he was back on the PGA Tour, he he, he was not playing like he was on the oh, Champions Tour. Is that because he's pressing too much? I don't know. I don't know if it's that or if it's knowing, you know, those Champions Tour guys, they play three rounds. They don't play four rounds. Right. And maybe that had something to do with it. You know, you can play all out those three rounds. Yeah. I don't I don't know. I don't know what it is. Why Phil did better uh, playing or does better playing on the champion store than he does on the PGA. But I don't know. I don't know about Tiger. Uh, I know the last thing I read about his update. I know I updated his condition last week. He was still in the hospital, not last week, but a couple weeks ago, he was still in the hospital. I did see that he sent out a tweet and in the tweet, he said that he was now at home. Uh, he went home last week and he's resting and recovering there and, you know, rehabbing there to try to get better. Um, but let me ask you this. The car crash. What do you think happened? Probably driving too fast. I mean, I don't know. What I had heard is uh, somebody, he'd come up to the stoplight and was pissed because he was running out of time. Somebody maybe cut him off or something and sped off away. And maybe just got going a little too fast. You so know, here's that's my... A curvy, that's a curvy road down through. It there. is, but... Not everybody crashes on it. No. Also, there was no skid marks indicating that he was aware of what he was doing. There was no skid marks. He right. just drove off the road. I thought, okay, but, but what if maybe. What if you're on your phone? That's what I'm saying. Maybe he was texting. Right. You know, he was on his way to a photo shoot with uh, some uh, Drew, Be uh, Drew Brees and, Drew Brees uh, and uh, A Bear. Justin Herbert. Yeah. Yep. And so. You know, he might have been running late for that and was kind of in a hurry. But um, so I thought at first, maybe it was he was texting and, because there's no skid marks. Right. I mean, if you know you're going to hit something or you're going off the road, you're going to slam on the brakes. Right. No, there was none. Then I thought, you know, he had he's had two incidents now with alcohol uh, and or medication. Right. Medication. Right. You know, the one time he they found him asleep at the wheel, and he had uh, Ambien right. and a painkiller. And then another time he had Ambien. So I'm thinking either – and he just had that back surgery. Right. I thought maybe he was on pain medication. But and did, they, didn't they do a, a toxicology? No, and that's that's the controversy right now with the sheriff's office down there is that they're saying that they're trying to cover up because they never called they never called for I guess they have a special unit that handles cases like that you know where there's mm -hmm. possibly impairment or whatever and they never called that unit to come and handle it and the reason they didn't and I talked about this on the last podcast I don't know if you listened to it but um, 
the officer officers that handled it that were there didn't notice any sign of impairment like the smell of alcohol or you know mm-hmm. there was no signs of any impairment if somebody's on drugs though you don't know that right. unless it's something you know pcp and they're all spazzing out right. and psychotic but and i had a similar case when i was at the sheriff's office in ohio where up in beaver dam i had a truck run a stop sign to the the you know us 30 mm-hmm. that area at one time and still may be the most uh semis go through that area oh, yeah, in the whole country right and the driver drove up off the exit ramp and just kept going and hit a dairy truck passing on 30 hit into it and a girl got ejected and was paralyzed the girl that he picked up which he wasn't supposed to have any riders right and when I handled the scene, I was the officer that handled the scene. And when I got up there, I talked to the driver, no signs of impairment, no skid marks. And so he just said, you know, I think I must have dozed off when I was coming up, up the, uh, up the ramp. But I didn't notice any impairment or anything. So I didn't, I didn't do any tests. Right. You know? The, I, like a couple of days later, I'm in the, in the office and one of the lieutenants says, you know, hey, you know, did you do any toxicology on this guy? And I said, no, I didn't, I didn't observe any signs of impairment, no slurred speech, no bloodshot eyes, nothing like that. No smell of alcohol, nothing like that. And he's like, well, anytime there's a serious incident, like a serious injury, like this girl got paralyzed, you always do that. You always have them test it. So that was something I, I, and I told him, okay, uh, thank you for informing me. Next time I know that I have to do that. Well, this is the exact same, same case. Same type of situation. Same type of situation. No, no toxo- toxicology. Now, what they could do is they could approach a judge and try to get a search warrant because I'm sure the hospital drew his blood that night. They could get a search warrant and try to, but the problem is, you know, you got to, isn't there a time probable calls that? for a crime right and no judge th- this lapse of time is gonna give uh, no judge is gonna give him a search warrant right. to to get that blood so and the, and the black box they would have found would have been had nothing to show on that what's that the black had you heard that they took the black box out of the car no it, it tells you how fast. oh yeah it tells you how fast you're going and right. all that stuff no i didn't i didn't see they took that out but i'm sure they yeah, did that's what they did yeah um so I don't know. I haven't seen any other reports on, uh, and I didn't, I know I saw something new as far as, you know, the, um, department being accused of a cover up, but I didn't read into it. I didn't see what they had to say about it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, you know, most guys, I, I give guys a lot of crap about tiger, you know, about, Hey, you know, get off his jock, <laughs> you know, He'll never be the tiger that he was. And he's a... Right. I'm not going to call him the GOAT because I don't think he's the greatest of all time. Jack Nicholas is the greatest of all time. In my opinion, it's just my opinion. Um, I mean, Tiger changed the world of golf. Oh, he. there's no doubt. He, he changed it more than anybody else. But Jack Nicholas definitely... Yeah. Tiger definitely brought golf at its probably... Uh, well, no doubt, at its highest pinnacle. Oh. Brought it to... A, to the and involved a lot of different people oh yeah i mean and the stuff that he's done for the game you know the charities and the donations and and it's just it's the guy is awesome i love him i just it sucks what happened to him and it's too bad he never came to hawaii when we caddied the sony open i know right i was telling i was talking to somebody about that the other day about uh when when you and robbie would come and would come with me and we caddy in the sony open and and uh, we were talking about Tiger, and the reason that, and, and the people at Wildlife, you know, John Harmon was right. the the pro there, and, and we've talked about it, but it's it's a good thing that Tiger never came because Wildlife does not have the capacity to to take care of everybody. Those, not those crowds of the crowds that would have came. So right. um, it's it's a good. It, it sucks that we didn't get to see Tiger play here in Hawaii, but. Right. It's probably for the best. Yep. Um, but we've seen some good golf in that over those years. Oh, we did. I, I, I'll tell you, it was. Uh, we've had a lot of good pros in our group and met a lot of great people. Adam Sandler, Kevin right. Smith, Will Smith, or Will Smith, Kevin. Uh, Kevin James. Kevin James. Donald Cheadle. 
Donald Cheadle. I mean, we met a lot of great guys over the times that we caddied right. in that. Matter of fact, they just sent me an email for the Lote. But, you know, because after I uh, stopped caddying because of my knees, right. I started working with the Golf Channel guys. And so um, they just sent me an email about wanting to know if I want to work the Lote. Now, where's that, Colina? Or? It used to be at Colina. This year, they're moving it to Kapolei. Oh. So they're actually, the, the uh, Lote is going to be played at Kapolei this year. And which is, it's a good venue for it. I mean, uh, they used to play the senior um, championship there. Now, is the Kapolei, is that uh, Ernie L's place? No, that's Hawakalei. Okay. Hawakalei, Ernie L's design, Hawakalei. But uh, no, Kapolei, I think we've played it. You've played it, haven't you? I don't think so. Uh, maybe it was Robbie. I know it was one of the it was one of the times we were out here visiting, and me, Robbie, and Ski played. Um, actually, it was Colina. The three of us played. Right. You've played Colina. Yes. And we I can't remember. It was the part five. There's two par fives. I think it's like thirteen and fourteen. So ten. Ten. 11, 12, 13 and 14, I think are the two par fives. And we got to the one where it has the restroom at, right? Mm -hmm. And it started like sprinkling, like hardly even raining. Right. Ski was like, hey, guys, I'm done. I'll meet you guys at Roy's. <laughs> I'm not going to play in the rain. I live here. I'm not playing right. in the rain. <laughs> but we, we were living in, I was living in Ohio oh, at that right. time. And so I was like, I'm playing. Right. It was nice. It was just drizzly rain. It wasn't right. like Ohio rain. Exactly. Wasn't that, that cold, uh, bitter rain. Where it pours. Right. You know, when it rains here, you might get some blowing drizzles because the trade winds are blowing, so it blows it out pretty quick, and it's not. It's nothing like Ohio rain. Nothing like it. Um, but, yeah, we had some good times coming out here. You guys coming out uh, caddying in the, in the Sony Open Pro-Ams. Yeah, those were some good times. It was one of, you know, one of the, I was talking to, uh, excuse me, I can't remember who it was. I was talking to somebody the other day, and I was telling them that how quick I got acclimated to the weather here. Because when we would come out visiting from Ohio, it's in January. Right. And we would wear shorts and T-shirts, and we'd get up in the morning to go play golf, or we'd wear golf clothes, you know, polo. Pull, and Pull it off. And we'd go play golf early in the morning and ski would be in a jacket and i'm like what are you wearing a jacket for it's nice out he goes i'm freezing we thought he was nuts yep. and then after my first year of being here i'm leaving working at the puka i'm leaving driving in my jeep which is all open and i'm freezing coming home yep i'm like wear, you probably wear pants now too don't I, you? well i yeah at night when i'm when i've got a i mean sweatpants right uh, when you know when i moved here i didn't i brought one pair of jeans i've never worn them <laughs> <laughs> I've got one pair of jeans. I've never worn them. I have a couple pairs of dress slacks that I bought just for like special occasions. Right. But I've, I can count on one hand how many times I've worn those in the last eight years that I've been here. So, um, well, Tony, I'll tell you, it's, uh, it's great having you here. I'm glad you came out. Uh, we'll have to get out on the course. Uh, what, if there's one piece of advice that you could give to somebody that is, uh, either just starting getting into golf or wants to, to get better at golf, what would you, what would you tell them? Mm, I would think I would want to uh, definitely take lessons from a professional or somebody that plays a lot. I mean, because I, like for me, I got some terrible habits. And I think if you could get rid of those, that would help you a lot. Was there anything that you ever, like you knew you were doing wrong and you tried to fix it? that you that you tried to fix it and work on and did you get it fixed on uh, your own I'm, I'm talking about on your own not really i mean i think you just learn what clubs you i could hit better and i just did it you know yeah. instead of trying to push through to figure out how to hit a five iron right you know shoot i just punch a four iron instead yeah or you know what i'm saying yeah yeah no no i i know i know exactly what you're saying um yeah so and then that comes from I just kinda, not, and that comes from just not not hitting your clubs enough. Right. For me. 
Yeah. I mean, that's what it came down to. Yeah. You got to, you, like you said, you got to put the time in and, and getting lessons out right from the get go is the best way to do it. That way you don't develop those bad habits because they're, they're harder to break once, you, once you've been doing them for so long. Right. You know, I've got people that ask me all the time, Hey, look at my swing and tell me what I'm doing. So I'll tell them and they'll do the exact same thing for the next 10 swings. I'm like, and you can't really do it. It's hard to do it when you're playing golf. You can't do it on the course. You got to go to the range or work on stuff like that. Yep. So, all right, Tony. Well, um, I appreciate you being on the show tonight. Aloha. And thank you very much for having me. Oh, um, anytime. And maybe I'll get you back on here before you leave after we play so after we play so, so we can okay. yeah so you can go ahead and tell everybody how how bad you got beat and how much money i took well i know you. that philly and ski want us to play against them so oh that's right so we'll have a team match we will definitely have a team or you and i are going to team up against them i guess well how am i going to get your money then no that's right that's good no that's not good yeah. i need to get some of that oh, money. oh you want to be wanting a side bet here and there oh i'm sure we will i'm but sure it, we will. it'll probably be like 25 24 strokes or so probably what <laughs> come on man i haven't played for over a year yeah okay that's that's what they all say <laughs> and then you'll shoot you've, you've seen that 78 before. 79 i'm like what I'm giving you how many strokes and you're shooting under 80? No, I don't think so. All right. Uh, well, we're going to get out of here. Um, I will see everybody next week. And if you're playing golf, hit them long, hit them straight, but don't hit them too often. Aloha, everybody. <laughs>